cleanest one we've ever done. Yeah, I know. 64 episodes later. What's happening in your background? Are people moving furniture? Um, no, there's a oh. truck outside. Oh. Um, cool. Hello. It's so funny because we were talking on the phone for about 40 minutes and then we were like, do you want to record an episode? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I wish we would have saved some of it, but oh well. Well, yeah. we kind of cleared out the junk. Yeah. So we actually talk about maybe meaningful <laughs> stuff. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. So um, we actually were talking and we figured we realized that we um, didn't really have an episode for next week and we hadn't scheduled anything. And so this is kind of on the fly. Um, it's not like we plan, really plan, but this is less planned than our. This is no plan. No plan. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. So we don't really need We're to like, do, do an intro. Um, do you? Oh, no. do you need? To, do you need to do any announcements? Oh, I'm going to announce something right now. If you're listening to this, please pause, go to iTunes, and then rate us. Um, it helps us more than anything, more than you can possibly imagine. And we are eternally grateful for those of you that already have. Um, it only takes a couple minutes. Uh, and yeah. And if you try to do it on your phone, it's really complicated. Yes. So uh, we suggest you do it on your computer on iTunes. Yes. And if you need to get a shortcut to it, all you have to do is go to homepodcast.org and then uh, you can find a link to it there. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, also, if you are um, willing to donate to the show, we uh, run all on the support of you guys, and we have staff that we pay now to make this sound decent and actually de- sound wonderful. And um, you can donate by going to homepodcast.org and clicking on donate. There are two options, and then you can also buy things in our store, mm-hmm. and we will have new merch up soon. I gave my mom her shirt last night. Um, <laughs> life affirming. Um, and someone told, else bought your mom's shirt. That's what I told her. She's like, someone else bought this. I was like, yeah, it's called Holly's mom's shirt. Um, and I'll have her take a selfie and I'll post it on Instagram. Um, anyway, I got her the see-through one. Um, cause she's a saucy 72 year old. Uh, God, I love your mom. I do too. She's the best. Um, all right then. Let's do it. So we're doing like a check-in because we haven't done one in a really long time, um, which means that we are talking about four different areas. We are talking about our work. We are talking about our home life. We are talking about our love life. And we are talking about our sobriety, the four, that fourth one that we always What's forget. What's the show about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why are we here? Why? <laughs> What's going on? What's happening? Um, yeah. So let's do it. Like, let's go first. You go first. And, um, okay. You choose. Um, sobriety, I think, is always one that goes last. I like that one last. Um, yeah. So choose from the so other too. three. Okay, so let's do. Let's do home. Cool. Um, that, yeah. So home, 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 home. I uh, am just back home again um, for 
oh, this is a good topic. I really wanted to talk about this. So I'm back home after a bit, a big swirl of travel. Um, this month has been a really crazy travel month. And I just got home on a red eye yesterday. So I am so happy to be home and like love puttering a little bit and just getting my, you know, piles together and straightening my bills and clean. I just cleaned my bathroom in between our talk and doing this. And I like taking care of my space and just being in my space and being in my bed. I mean, oh God. So home though, I've been thinking about this because I never really thought I would, I could never imagine myself buying a home or living, like buying a home or really even living in a, like a, a big home or not even big and living in my own home. I don't even care if I ever have a big home. Why? Why? My, why? I don't know. I just, I don't really want a big home. Why couldn't I well, not even it? a big home, but I mean, just a home buying a home because I, I, I have know. that same it, thing. It's like, it's like a block I had, like I could never have imagined myself getting married before I did. And I could never imagine myself having a kid before I did. It just like, wasn't on my, I, I, it's like a vision I couldn't have just like, I couldn't, like, I can now imagine myself getting older, but I could never imagine myself. I thought I was going to die at by like 30 because I just couldn't picture it. It was like yeah. this complete block. Yeah. And I am starting to have these like really deep longings for my home, like a home. And they're strange. It's really strange. Like I have these really clear visions of rooms and the view like ocean and I imagined myself like I know I want this big a big art room and like where I can do all the art things paint and color and where Alma can do all those things and like it's really bright and white and light and I don't have never had these visions before it's so cool and strange and it's I don't know what it means I love it I love it I um I know and you've had you like are yeah, you you are too, right? And you've never That's, felt that way. Yeah, I, I'm I'm um, tripping a little because yeah, um, but I want you to finish. So um, I don't know. I don't have too much more. I just am like excited about that, and I feel like part of it is that I have this uh, confidence in myself, and sort of this like I feel so much more abundant than I ever used to feel. Oh, that word's so cheesy sometimes, but I, I do, I feel like I can, I'll be able to buy a home and I'll be able to keep a home and like take care of a home. And I, I think part of it is like, people get this instinct. It seems when they have kids, I didn't people what? <laughs> and now get this instinct when they have kids, like they have this <laughs> nesting instinct. Yeah. <laughs> didn't happen to me but now it's happening I'm like oh that would be great for Alma to have like a yard oh, and a home I and I used to go to my friends houses and be so confused about how they pulled that off like yeah so most of my friends if not all of them probably all of them have homes that they live in where their kids have like a spot to play and like do it's like a home <laughs> I never <laughs> It just it was so it was more than anything. It, it's like sort of the way I look at married people now. I'm like, how does this happen? How do you do that thing? How does you just get in a relationship? I used to just be like, how? How do you have this home? Where did this all this stuff come from? How did you like do this? Did you go to the <laughs> bank? Like, I don't understand how this happens. 
Holy fuck. <laughs> I know. And now I'm like, I don't know how I will get there, but I like have, I just know that I'm going to have this home. I don't know where it is or anything, but um, I also have had, so having spent a whole week in California um, and then before that I was in Seattle. So I was on the West coast. Like I really love, love it there. I really do. But I, my home is on this coast. Yeah. Like I am so it's like in me. Yeah, I just it's in me, and I would be okay if I spent a lot of my life elsewhere and had your home sometimes in California. But if my ho- I, my home will be here, yes, I just I know that, and um, oh, it's so cool. It's such a strange, like evolving. I wish you could see my face. Are you excited to tell me? Yeah, <laughs> tell everybody. I know. So go. Yeah. Um, same Z's. Um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was planning to move to the East Coast, and everything in me, on some level, said yes, this is the right thing. And then we'll get into what happened with the work stuff in a little bit. Um, but the work stuff changed. But I still had this idea I was going to move there, and then all of a sudden, something really strange happened. I started like loving LA, um, and loving it, and knowing that this was my home. And I don't know how that happened. I can't tell you exactly what the day was. I can't tell you what the exact shift was or what the thought was. But there was just this expansive knowing that this is where I belong. Um, and uh, I didn't feel that way. It felt not bad not to be here. All. It felt right. not bad you to be here. I wasn't connected. I felt like I was, um, like I hadn't unpacked my suitcases. And I then, oh my God, I just had deja vu. Um, and then I just, something happened over the last couple of months where it just started to feel like this very, um, the same draw, the same sense of um, wanting to have roots and knowing that this is that I am West Coast, knowing yeah. that I am Tupac and you're Biggie. Um, <laughs> I kind of like that you're over there and I'm here I too. Know. I feel like it would be very strange like, if we were on the same. Like, like something would tip if I, we were both on the same, <laughs> the, same the, coast. The, the like earth, there's no coverage the or something. The earth <laughs> it's slightly real center. It would be a lot of weight. <laughs> No, I know. Seriously, I feel the though. same way. I feel the same way. You don't even have to explain it. I know exactly what you're saying. Like we we would burn like the 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 ground wouldn't hold us. We'd like burn a hole in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right through the center. We'd be like, what the fuck <laughs> just happened? Look up. It's all like dark. <laughs> Shit. Um, we have been sucked into the center of the earth. Oh god. No, but I I really feel so. I I have this longing to lay roots here and then beyond that I have a longing to have a home which when you said that that piece it has never been mine that has never been mine mm-hmm. I've wanted it and oh, I, the like, same thing I was always in awe of those people like and especially the ones that did it early like my friend Brittany got you know she she had kids not young but I guess young um, and she got married and they have a home and they have all this furniture and guest bedrooms with guest, yeah, guest bedrooms <laughs> how crazy are guest bedrooms I don't know I can't wrap my head around it um, <laughs> that are like fully formed I don't know I don't know you've got me um, but I just 
I have never been that girl. And all of a sudden, this is what's crazy. So I, I've started to have these visions too. In my vision, it's a craftsman and it is, it's a small home and it's got a porch and all this greenery. I can see it. A craftsman is a style of home. Um, I can see it and I can, I can see the porch and I can see all the plants and I can see the bookshelves. Um, I can see the couch and it's like, I have just this long scent, longing sense to, um, to root and nest and um, and have something. And also, it is now also not out of the realm of possibility for me to own a home. Um, whereas mm-hmm. before, I never imagined I would be able to. And it's, again, what, what you were just saying, I now have this belief in myself and also this belief in abundance. Whereas before, it was always this lack approach of thinking, like, I could never, like, and now it's this more, um, I have already... It'll be like a decision you make. It's a decision I make, right. Right. Um, and a knowing. And so it's really interesting because I changed, I write in my journal every day and I, you know, have these like um, affirmations, like I, um, like I, like, like things like my work is happening right on time and just things I reinforce myself. I'm grateful for everyone that I serve now. Um, I'm grateful for the money I have now. Um, I'm grateful for that apartment that I'm going to own in Centro Storico in Italy. You know, like I just like re- reimagine the, and I spend a moment like imagining them and being like I see myself walking up to the door in Italy you know and so and I added in I'm grateful for the home that I own in Los Angeles and so um so it's now within this like I've like moved it from the outer realms of never gonna into um okay this is this is on my path this is one thing that I know I want uh and it's it's awesome it's awesome I am just laughing because I think it was like not too long ago, like just a few episodes ago, you were saying how when you when you think of like the suburbs or when you see the suburbs or like homes, you like get sick to your stomach. I know. And I don't feel that way at all anymore. I'm like, bring it on, bring on the lawns and bring on, Mm -hmm. you know, like the driveway Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um, the backyard and um, the suburban sprawl. Oh, my God. I don't know what to do with myself. You're like, I think in the next episode, you're going to be pregnant or something. And you're going to be like, and I'm, I'm a mom. Maybe a mom. No, a that's not, no, it's not going to happen. Um, no, okay. I feel like it's a natural progression. And I also feel like when we it talk is. about work stuff, it'll make more sense too. Um, to no, I get why. From. I totally yeah. get why. Yeah. But it's, it totally makes sense. But it's, it's great. I, I love it. Yeah. Um, I just need a room in your place. So you do. Always. I, always. Okay. I will have a guest room and you yeah. can stay in that But it's like room. mine. Like other people can't mm-hmm. stay there. We'll put your um, name on the door. <laughs> <laughs> like Alma has on her door. We will. With a like, keep out sign. <laughs> we'll install like retina scanners so only you can get in. Yeah. no but that's also what i want too i want a place where where we can gather i want a place where if you're Mm -hmm. like hey i need to get away i want to have a place where you can come and get away and like where it's you know a refuge and um yeah yeah i know it was um i so i stayed with meadow this past week and um in her house and um it was uh, that sort of i I don't usually go to people's places either and just feel at home, you know, like right at home where you're, you don't think about it, but you're like going through the cupboards and like just laying on the couch and doing whatever. And I felt that way. And, um, and she has a kid too, you know, an older kid. And I just was like, 
I love this. Like I don't, but it also reinforced, like, I don't want to live here. Like I loved being there and I loved looking out at this vineyard and so California. And I saw like all these weird animals and like went running. It was sunny and beautiful, but it's just, it was like, yes, I want this. This is what I want, but not here. This is not my home. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, I get that. I get that. All right. So then that's (laughs) That's home. home. All right. What's the next one? Um, let's do work. Okay. Are you there? I'm waiting for you to do it. Give oh, me space. I thought I heard a bong like you, like we had our shitty connection. A bong? Um, you heard a bong. Like a, like a, yeah, like I thought you were, yeah, never mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. So work, work, uh, work. God. I, so I just feel like this one will be kind of quick. I think I just feel so like grateful and, uh, and aligned and like excited about my work. Um, I, this month has been like all these things that I've been planning for a long time and like working towards happened. So did like, a bunch of trips did her this retreat this that was amazing and just went to California and did a training and like I I just feel like every time I'm doing this work that it's where it's exactly what I'm supposed to be doing and it also blows my mind like you and I were talking when we were in when I was in California and this just last week and it was like I don't feel like I'm working, but I'm working so hard. I'm working so much. And I don't, and and it's like the way I would want to work, you know, like I don't really know what day it is very often. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. There's like a definite rhythm to it, but it's not that like enforced nine to five or nine to whatever, Monday through Friday, working for the weekends type thing that I never did well anyway. I fucking hated it so much. And I was always the one that pushed it as far as I possibly could in like the constraints of my jobs. Like I was the one who always had, like I would come in way early or way late. I would always have to leave in the middle of the day to go do things like work out or just have my time. And then I would work later. Like I was always on this sort of other rhythm that really, and it wasn't good for other people. Like, (laughs) people need to meet with you or I, I, and I used to get criticized for it. Like we never know kind of where you are when you're coming and going and, but we love you and you do great work. So, you know, it was like, it's what I got away with at my yeah. old job uh, or all my jobs, really all my jobs is what I got away with. And I was like, people would say, how do you like just leave in the middle of the day? And it's like, I can't not do that. I don't know I, if I, I could stay here all day, but I'm useless, you know? And, this feel like the way I'm working now is so much more in the rhythm of my life and who I am and how I work. Like I get up really early and I work and then I take break and then I work some and then I, and it like taps into my energy and my creativity and my discipline or whatever in the way that it lives naturally (laughs) instead of like forcing it into this place. And I just, you know, like you hear of those things being possible, but, I didn't really believe that I could work that way. Um, and I am. And it is fine. And it's great. And it's like feels like this 
feels so much more natural and aligned and I'm so much happier. I'm so much happier than I have ever been with work and I'm working, you know, and it's not like, it's just so not forced. Um, I mean, there are times for sure, like we have, you know, we do this every week. There are times when I don't feel like recording at all. There are times we have interviews where I'm just like, I'm too tired. I can't even talk, but we just do it. So there, it's not like I always get to flow with like my wit, you know, (laughs) how I'm feeling. It's not like that. Like there's a lot of stuff that just has to get done, but it's more like, 70 70 is in flow and 30 percent is maybe you know just the things that have to happen whereas before it felt like the reverse like or and even more disproportionate it was like 90 percent was forced 10 percent was maybe in flow yeah no and I can sense it too it feel like I can feel it on you like I can feel Mm -hmm. I can feel your flow um and it's lovely and it's inspiring it's a good example Mm. Yeah, so it feels good. And I just, you know, like, understanding what it is I am good at, and what I really like, and what works for me, and, and just planning that way, you know, like creating more of that, I, a big thing is understanding the type of person that I want to work with. Yeah, and that I'm so much more of like an individual contributor, like, I work a lot by myself and yeah. I w- have always have and I want to. Yeah. I'm not like a big team player person. Yeah. Um, me too. At all. Yeah. I have, I collaborate, you know, obviously heavily with you and then there's like a couple other people and that's it. Yeah. And I'm good with that. Yeah. And it's, it feels really good to like own that and just be cool with it. Right. Not try and make it something else. Exactly. Like I know what opportunities feel right and what doesn't feel right. Like, immediately yeah I know know. I know and it's also like you probably have known that too but also we try and force it because our mind tries and overrides that like innate sense of knowing Um, well you also have to you know like the work the kind of work I was doing like you have to work with a shitload of people most of whom I just did yeah I mean you just have to and yeah you it's just feels my my work feels like um I'm excited about it. I wake up and I'm like psyched to do things. Um, not every day, but most days. And I'm psyched to push, to, to put myself into it. You know, it's it's like, I re- someone was commenting last night, like I was trick-or-treating and a bunch of the parents were like, oh, I wish it wasn't Monday night. And I was like, oh my God, that's right. It's Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I had been working all weekend, you know? So it wasn't like, it wasn't like, ha, ha, ha on you. Like, you you know, it's Monday and you have a whole week ahead. Like, I, I do too. But it's just, I'm not dreading my days anymore. Yeah. No, I know. I know. Isn't that a beautiful feeling to not, like, have the Sunday night blues? Ugh. Ugh. The, dr- the dread, yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, you, you've had a big shift. Yeah, I think this is probably the biggest part for me um, of the episodes. Yeah, so, I to recap, I... Um, I worked most of the summer working on uh, a pitch deck with and, and working with a venture capitalist uh, to uh, get to get a, a pre-seed round, so get a, a chunk of money uh, in, invested in my hip sobriety school to grow it. Um, mm-hmm. And the plan was large. Um, and here's the funny thing. In retrospect, all this stuff is really obvious, but I didn't want to work on it. And part of me was just telling myself, <laughs> Like I didn't want to work on it because I was in Rome. But the thing is, 
I didn't want to work on it. It just didn't even, it was hard to motivate to get myself to do it. But I've told myself this story for a long time. I'm going to build a huge recovery business. And yeah, I, you're going to be a CEO of a company. I'm going to be a CEO of a company. And, um, holy fuck. Um, it makes me just like my whole body tense even thinking about it. Um, but I, I pushed it and then, Obviously, it fell apart. It fell apart my last night in Rome, and I've talked about this, and I've written about this, and mm-hmm. I felt like the bottom had dropped out on my dream. And I came back here, and this is when this like shift started happening for me. I came back to L.A., and I wanted to stay in L.A. Um, and I wanted to, like, at first I was like, well, this is just to get grounding. But it was also just kind of this, like, I just kind of want to stay here. Um, and I still kept pushing forward on looking for investments. And I, you know, started, mm-hmm. I built my financial models. And I um, went and I met with, I went to New York and I met with a handful of investors. And I met with um, one of my advisors. And I met with somebody that's been helping me, like uh, my uh, um, somebody that's been helping me with uh, my model. And mm-hmm. um, I got there and I just was like, I don't want, th- at first it was, I don't want the funding. I want to do it myself. I don't want to go this route. I don't think it's like, my one of my advisors um, was just, he, had, he and I had met for coffee in San Francisco before I went and he was like, it's not a milestone to get funding. It's like, that's not like a, and, and I had been looking at it really as if this is how I prove myself. Um, is that, and that, and looking at it, like I need to play with the boys and I need to mm-hmm. really looking at it. Like I felt so like I was like, I felt like I was wearing two big shoes and I would mm-hmm. never measure up and be able, I would, you know, I work out a WeWork and I'd watch all, like listen to all these dudes on the phone talking about meeting with investors. And I was trying to play <laughs> this game that I felt inadequate to play. And mm-hmm. It wasn't so much, I think, in retrospect that I felt inadequate. It was that it's not my game. And when I went to New York, this was reinforced. I hated it. I hated every <sighs> I second of it. I didn't want to spend my time modeling. I didn't want to spend my time trying to sell what already Ugh. works, trying to yep. get people on board with something that already works, defending and promoting. And, and I don't want to spend my time behind the scenes. Like, it's not my fucking mm. deal. And so I came back and I was like, I'm going to do this on my own. Um, and then a lot of stuff happened in a really short period of time. Like uh, I found Rebecca Campbell's work. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that was probably one of the biggest things. I was reading it and her whole, she was talking about how she had left her career in, um, I think it's advertising. She left her career in advertising and then she was, but she was still driving her she was still doing this driving herself into the ground and that's what I've been doing I left and I haven't done anything I've couch surfed I've done everything to fucking make this thing work I have driven myself into the ground in that same way she explains it like she has a brand new MacBook Pro and she's using some operating system from the 90s and that's exactly how (laughs) I felt like I have this like brand new shiny like hardware um, but I've been using this old operating system that's like patriarchal Right. That's like that's like that's competitive. That's masculine. That is drift like that's like, you know, that's force. That's I've been using force and I've been getting sick. I've power Mm -hmm. versus. Yeah. And so I've been getting sick 
I've been getting sick and I keep collapsing and I'm not in flow and I'm not in touch and I override the part of me that just needs to move with it because I have this idea in my mind of what it has to look like in order for it to be real. And so, and and in order for it to be like, and, and also a burden of feeling like I have this thing to contribute and I need to do it as big as I can and as fast as I can. Um, this like this, you know, over entitled sense of I need to fix everything. And so anyway, so I, I kind of, I guess like the long and the short of it is I just started to go back into this, like I, a really good, a really good analogy. Don't make it short. Like go through. Okay. okay. This is big. Yeah. Just well, we're going to have Meg Watterson on, we're going to have Meg Watterson on, on November 23rd. And a lot of this stuff we'll be talking about in that call. Mm -hmm. Um, but for me, okay. So here's, Here's a good analogy. I was in, um, I dated a CEO for a really long time and I studied him. Um, mm-hmm. Like I studied him and I wanted to be him. And mm-hmm. I, and I felt in competition with him since I broke up with him and also since I left my job and started this. I have felt like I needed to compete with him on some level and his opinion and what he, like some, for some reason, this still really overshadows me. But a really good analogy is that when he and I were dating, I went to, um, or whatever, we were still kind of involved. I went to Costa Rica with one of my friends and I tried to emulate him in my life and everything that I did. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we got, when we left Costa Rica, we, uh, I got bumped out of first class and we had this like detour into Honduras and I, um, kept on thinking what would you know do do what would he do do? and I did what he did and what and by doing what I thought he would do I ended up like getting detained before I got on my airplane and so (laughs) I haven't heard this part yes you have I wrote it like I um I sent you I had written a six-page letter to United um after the whole thing yeah, 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 yeah. yeah 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 this is a big turning point for me because I was just like, my girlfriend was with me and I was like, we're going to, we're not settling for this. We're going to get you this. We're going to get you this. This is, you know what I mean? I, we just like, I was forcing yeah, my way through this shit. whole trip. And, um, and then when I, the, after that whole thing, when we got back, she was like, maybe being him isn't working for you. And, oh. um, and that was where I had a big shift And that's what this has felt like, which is maybe trying to still on some level be him or do that thing that I've always thought I wanted to do is not working for me. And it's not. Every fucking sign in the world says no. And so the culmination of this was like, I would say I just have to add this in because it's such a it's such a it's such a like built in mind fuck because you just think um, if this isn't working for me, like I'm not. Good yet. I'm not big yeah. enough yet. I'm not good at this. Yeah. Right. Cause that's what you kept feeling because that's what is reinforced through society. I mean, I'm not good at this. this is, I'm, I can't play the game yet. You know, I can't do, I can't, I'm not up to it yet or whatever. Right. Well, I've read probably like 50 business books since I started this thing and even before mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. I know, I, I like how to do all of that stuff and all of it is very forceful. All of it is, yes, you have to work 14 hour days. Yes, you have to put, you know, do the stuff you hate to do. Yes, you have to, uh, you know what I mean? It's all very, very masculine. And so I, um, 
Right. And it's tied in with whether I have not felt like I'm doing a good job because it's not enough. It's not enough. Nope. And so you're not growing fast enough. You're not, not big enough. enough. Yeah. That's right. I'm not helping enough people. I'm not, you know, and so I, so all of this kind of comes together. I go to New York. I have these series of conversations where it just made me feel, it just robbed me of something like uh, my spark. Um, and just, and I got really firm in all those conversations. I told all of these investors, I'm not interested in looking for money. I'm not looking for money right now. And um, somebody was like, I can't remember who, but some Somebody was like, it's almost like you don't want fundraising. And I was like, I don't want fundraising. Um, <laughs> and, um, oh, I know. One of my advisors was talking to one of the investors that I had met with. And then the investor had passed along to him. It doesn't sound like she's actually looking for money. And then I met with my advisor. And he's like, sounds like, he was like, the feedback I got was that it doesn't even look like you're looking for money. And I was like, I'm not. And he's like, when did that happen? I was like, I don't know, this week? And yeah. so there <laughs> was like this like shift of like, okay, I don't want that. And then something like there just a bunch of stuff kind of happened all at once. Like you and I got in this really big fight and we got in this big fight because it was on some level me doing the same thing I always do, which is force, force, Mm. force. Um, Mm. And then on top of it, I got really sick. And then on top of it, I did the same thing where I went to New York um, and I was going to stay at the airport. And I do like do this, like, you know, this very hard line, like this is just what we do. Um, Right. I'm going to do the hustle. I'm going to do the hustle, hustle. right? Yeah. And then reading Rebecca Campbell's work of her talking about doing the same thing and then all of a sudden realizing that she was just making herself sick and this is not the way that we do it and that the the way that we actually serve is by slowing down and by allowing what is actually coming through us to come through us. Not forcing it, Mm -hmm. but actually allowing it to like just a softer way of being, a softer way of actually creating um, a more feminine way, which has been a really big turnoff for me. Like, cause that's, I've wanted to, to be a boy when it comes right. to Wanted work to be the guys mm-hmm. yeah and so I just I don't know like I guess about a week ago to a week and a half ago I just shut down like my body shut down I stayed in all day I read all day and um and also about two weeks ago I mentioned to you that I thought I would um I wanted to write a book and I didn't want to build a company um and, I, and that I wanted to what else did I, I mean I just like I think I told you yeah. like I just want to do it my way and I want to do I want to do like what just kind of the not the easy way but just like the natural way no the natural so the way natural the- non the it's the sane way the not totally insane way um and then a week later a week after i told you about the book thing somebody contacted me about writing a book and so it's Mm -hmm. like the and so in retrospect like you know i guess the one of the bigger things of this is that um looking at how it's how everything kind of crumbled um and how nothing everything like i i tried to hire i've tried to hire people and uh, every person i've reached out to has said no um or it hasn't worked out for one way or one reason or another um and then that investment thing fell through and then so it's almost like all of this it's been no 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 everything every like where i've turned it's been a no and then over on this other Mm -hmm. side of like okay maybe i can build this out and do things that I really love doing and do it do it in my own time um, and do it in a way where I just trust that this is yep. actually what's supposed to be happening and not measuring it by yeah. how uh. big it is or how far I've come or by um, 
you know, like it just, oh God. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I'm, for me right now, it's like a total overhaul of like everything. And it's why I want to stay in LA. Like I want to teach yoga classes. I want to have a relationship. I want to have friends in my real and like have city people to your house. and have people mm-hmm. to my home and make them tea. And I want to write. I miss writing. You know what I mean? Like I miss writing. I put so much focus on building that I don't get to write, which I love to do. And I don't mm-hmm. get to um, just create. I haven't been creating. I've been creating the infrastructure um, and, and doing more administrative stuff. And I just, anyway, so it's just like, and it's work and it, it's, it works. It works really well. So I it does. It works. Yeah. yeah. So for me, work right now is just like it's a big shift from I mean, I'm still gonna do my school. I'm just gonna do it um I'm not gonna do it, you know, to grow it and scale it. I'm gonna do it because I enjoy doing it and I'm gonna do the stuff that actually lights me up that I enjoy doing and not for any other purpose than to do it and um and right, to serve who shows up. Um yeah. rather than trying to you know. Well, it's always it's like it's like this forever reaching, you know, forever striving, forever striving. Like it's never going to be good enough, you yeah. know, um, and it's never big enough, and it's never. And that's like the way that we live. I mean, that's the way that we live. It is, or at least the way I. I mean, I have a father who, um, d- is that does that is that you know, like your work is the the most important thing, and it's the what you do. 90% of the time with your time and it never ends. And, you know, he has softened a lot, but I, I grew up, you know, all of my concepts of like the way that I could, the things that I cared about and that this notion that perhaps that could be a gift that I could create, you know, or give or that it would be of some purpose to others was so shot down all my life um, by by him. Um, because that's what he knows, you know, I, he would say like, you know, Laura, you're part of this Oprah culture that and just like how ridiculous and stupid that is, and how I'm going to wake up one day and realize how ridiculous and stupid that is, and how, you know, it's not about our feelings, and you just work hard, and you just work, and you just, and I still, you know, I go to visit my dad, and he is sitting, he has, he stopped doing that, and he'll actually like hang out and spend time, I think because of Alma, it's not because of me, but he that's where he is four o'clock in the morning sitting at his desk goes on all day and I and at the end of it I'm like what what is there like at the end of all that what do you and it's there's always some battle that that to be fought there's always some it's an endless stream of just doing and I don't know what it's for you know well it's part of I mean when you look at it it's this bigger thing of we live in a system we live in again patriarchal masculine system right where where we've been taught I mean, for a year, eons, centuries, you know, for to believe that um, 
that it that that is what is necessary that we suppress what we right. feel um that we basically dehumanize ourselves in order to in order to produce and like when you talk about like just i mean in the last couple of hundred years i think it's become an even bigger thing but it's a very like forceful way of being um yeah. and it takes out the humanness and it takes out the cyclical nature of things and it takes out the um like i mean it's it's just like this it's like the same idea of not showing your emotions at work right mm-hmm. at going into your job and not like and not allowing your emotions to factor into um into your job separating anything. out that right. yeah anything separating out that part of you being you know showing like emotions being a sign of weakness it's that whole idea that we have to suppress and that we just go we just go and we, we just, just go work. right it's like foot on the gas all the time right never lets up Mm-hmm. Right. And I think, and I've just been thinking about this a lot more, which is that if we all played by the rule of like following what feels good for us, it wouldn't be that we were a non-productive society. It'd be that we were a happy society. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, anyway. Um, but no, so that's, yeah. So to wrap it up, I'm, I've kind of moved. I'm going to go back to writing and just like organically building, um, my thing without worrying about hitting any benchmarks, uh, mm-hmm. and enjoying it, like really enjoying it. Because here's the thing. I have not been feeding myself and I can't expect nope. to actually do like to serve anybody if I'm not nurturing myself and I'm not taking care of myself mm-hmm. and if I'm not enjoying it, like my spirit was missing for a good six months last year. Like until mm-hmm. I got, you know, I, like I've been in this thing where I have to go to Italy to actually like smell the air. And right. so it's like, right. it's, it's actually taking that and infusing it into my work so that my spirit is here. And that translates because that's what people need. They need our, like, they need us embodied and they need us to actually be present to do this work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it doesn't yes. feel impossible anymore. It feels more possible by doing it slower um, than it does by trying to go faster. And oh my God, it's like, it's like seeing it now, it's like so clear. It was not very, it wasn't clear at all. Um, it yeah. wasn't clear at all. No, it's a huge, it's a huge, huge shift for you. Like the biggest shift since I've known you for sure. It's such a relief uh, too. I feel like... Mm-hmm. I feel relieved. <laughs> I bet you do. I told you that. Uh, I was like, I'm so great. I'm going to write Rebecca Campbell my own note. <laughs> well, it's funny because Re- Rebecca Campbell's work um, also led me back to Meg Watterson's work. And Megan Watterson was somebody we had on our show. And I didn't read her book before she came on. It was very unappealing to me. Her message was not appealing to me. Um, and it was, it's funny because I love Rebecca Campbell's work. I think it's great. But Rebecca's Campbell, Rebecca Campbell led me back to Megan Watterson, um, who yeah. I think is who I stand to learn the most from, um, in, in all well, of this. Well, and it just kept, she kept popping up everywhere. Like we yes. went to the, the <laughs> event and she was sitting right behind us. I was yeah, like, Hey, yeah, do you yeah. know sir? And then, yeah, you just yeah. kept saying, I was like, yeah, it's so great. So good. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad because it'll make it'll allow us to work better together too like since we're both operating from that place and this is new for me too you know it's just um I remember thinking like I don't know if I will ever work like Holly does I don't know if I want to do that or if I can do that and now I get why you know I didn't really know why yeah um but because we're not supposed to work like that no one is no no it's, it's, um, and at the same time, like I'm doing, you know, I'm, things are going really well. Like 
things started to work out. And so I'm, you know, starting to gain my own confidence and like, oh, this is, this can be done this way. It really yeah. can. I know. Who knew? Mm-hmm. Who like, knew? Okay. Know. All right. So, so, love. We have 15 minutes um, left because we restricted ourselves to an hour. Love. Uh, Go. To- Stop talking. Love. 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 Um, okay. I think... God, I don't even know how to address this. I think this is where I will go because um, this is the biggest realization that I have had in a really long time. Uh, so over the course of the past month, I would say, I – this is going to sound weird, but whatever. This, we are weird. Okay. So I – when I was in Bainbridge, I um, – Meadow and I were both teaching and we taught different parts of the retreat. And one of the days she was like, why don't you just take the class that I'm teaching um, instead of uh, assisting for a while and I'll take yours later. And I was like, okay, I'll try. Um, So I started to take her class and it was a class on the body, like the voice of your body. And part of it is like identifying with, with an animal, like whatever, you know, animal that you see when you first start to do it and there's a lot to it so I won't even go into that or try to explain it but it's the this it starts by identifying an animal I've never like even thought about that or tried to do it I'm not really a person who has um visions of things very well like if I try to do that it always feels forced but I just saw this wolf saw the wolf and I couldn't deny it I kept like thinking I was trying to see it or whatever, but I couldn't deny it. It was, the, it was there. It was this wolf and I could like see its color and its texture and its feet, the way it was and all these things. So I started to see this wolf and then I, ha- I had dreams about the wolf. And then I have, you know, fast forward a couple weeks and this wolf has been like with me and I read a little bit about it or whatever, but I kind of put it aside. Well, I go to this training last week and we're doing the same type of thing except, oh, but by the way, I got out of that class. I stopped doing Meadows class 15 minutes into it because it was, I was like, there's no way I can take this and still teach the rest of the day. It was just too intense for me, like, like encountering that part of me, whatever that was, which I found out later is, was too intense. It was like, okay, I see you. I recognize this thing, but I can't sit with it or do whatever it's everyone else is going to do with it because it will take me down so I got to do the whole thing in this training last week um and wolf was the first thing that showed up and the wolf was like in my body like not I've the other visions I've had it's like around me or it's um you know, I can see it, but it's not in me. And this was like, the wolf was like laying like inside me. And it was just around for this entire hour and a half. It was around. Um, and it was laying across my back and then it would like come out of me. One of the big visions that I had, it was actually a dream in between. Um, it was at a different, a separate class. It was like some other yoga class that I took and I was, it was in Shavasana, and I 
had this really clear vision of it was raining in this forest and this wolf was laying on the ground and she was just like kind of looking around surveying you know it was pitch black out um really dark in this forest and then up above it i saw an owl and the owl um was also just chilling up there in the tree and it started to rain and the rain i could see like the rain hitting the the feathers of the owl and the owls just being all cool with it and um not moved at all or shaken by the rain it's just doing the things that owls do i guess and then the wolf was rolling around in the mud underneath this owl underneath a tree and it was just rolling around like not doing like this is not how I would picture wolves to behave but it was like kind of being playful and like really enjoying this whole thing and it got all dirty and then it stopped raining and they walked off like together the the and I'm, the owl was flying and the wolf was like walking and I told you about this right I told you about this whole part like, I don't remember when it was, but I think I remember, oh, yeah. And you were like, I'm so jealous. You're having these visions. I never have those. Yeah, you told me about the uh, whole thing. Yeah, I mean, okay. Like, as, we, as you were going through the whole thing. As it was happening, yes. I was like, this wolf is just hanging around. So, so we go through this thing, and the wolf um, is, like, in my body, and it – I, 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 we get like after the class, we're doing this thing where we're talking about it. And I'm, I didn't really want to like, I didn't want to push it. Cause I didn't really want to understand what this thing was. I was like, just kind of enjoying that was with me. But the wolf was like making me feel like I thought the wolf was making me feel like I was like, it was like the writer part of me or something. And what, what, uh, I got to at the end of a long like back and forth with someone and a long like drawing out process was this wolf is like my sexuality um, and the part of me that relates to men and the because wolves are like they're kind of they're pack creatures but the, the lone wolf the head wolf which is what mine was like operates alone and she is fierce and super intuitive. And also, like, the question that got me there was, what does the, the wolf need to do to survive? And I was like, kill, has to kill things. And it was so, like, strong and clear, my answer. And that is how I felt about men, like my relationship with men, all the guys in there are sitting there going, oh my God, <laughs> what is wrong but with this chick? Explain that. No, no, no. Explain it though. In what way do you so, have to kill them? When it ends? So, dur- during no, it? Sim- no. Like- so I need to, like I have been, I said in our rejection podcast and a lot of people wrote me about this, like I needed to own, like I needed to own the relationship, this, I need to own the other person and, and like take them down. And my way of alluring them is very like, um, it's not straightforward. Like I don't go right at it, but I purposefully, I'm looking for other wolves for one. I'm looking for other people who are like the same things that I like in myself or not even that I like. There are things that I don't like. They're like all the shadow stuff that, I see those things and I want them for myself 
And but I can't be like with someone. I have to either own them or lead it or kill it. And like I have it's not to be intimate and like to be I don't know how to be like with someone. I just know how to either dismiss it completely, like you don't exist, or to try to win them and then to kill it, then to say, get away from me. So it's this really like dark kind of part of myself, but there's also like good in that. Like I am recognizing like how much fight I have and how much um, like power that I have with that and how much uh, and what I want, like why I'm attracted to those things. Um, and it, it, it's just like this metaphor that explains so much of what I have been doing. And the person I was talking to was like, you have to stop looking for other wolves. Like, cause the wolves, like it will kill you. That wolf will kill you or you will kill it. Like you don't coexist together, you know? And it sounds so stupid, but that, like saying that or hearing that was so sad to me. It was like, no, I want that. I want those things. I want that like dark, like mysterious, really intelligent, really kind of fucked up animal. I want that. That's what I've always wanted. Um, And to say you have to look for something else was like, I don't want to do that yet. And so we talked about the owl and like what the owl is and like how the owl is also very fierce, but it doesn't need to like, it, it can, it could just hang there with the wolf and like watch it and be with it, but it didn't have to like kill it or to be killed by it. It was like this kind of coexisting thing, but they're both really intelligent and wise and like smart and fierce animals are just different. Um, so I feel like it gave me this incredibly new insight into myself and sort of the way that I have. And the, and the whole history of that is like, that's what I learned I had to do. I grew up with a wolf. My dad is a wolf. I grew up with one. And in order to get what I wanted, I had to either be killed, like I had to just submit to it, or I had to fight for the bits of affection and the bits of whatever that I wanted that's what I learned. I had no choice. And so of course that's how I'm acting now. I think there's so, there's so much in here, but I really want to go back to that one part where you just talked about, you know, like you can't look for other wolves. And I think this is so important. Um, because no, because we talked, we talked about this. We've talked about this, you know, a bit. And I was, when I had, when I came back from Italy last year and I went and I sat with my therapist and she pointed out that the behavior that I was doing, um, like how, how we were able to work so quickly through alcohol stuff because I was ready to stop. I wanted to stop. I wanted to stop drinking. And then she asked me if I was ready to stop doing what I was doing with men, um, <laughs> And this crazy cycle that I was in with men and I smir- I smirked and was like, no, I am not ready to give yeah. up the drama or for me. That was for me. I'm not ready to give this part up. And I think it's really important to recognize that we get that we need to actually play some of this stuff out. And we do yeah. need yeah. to allow ourselves just because, you know, you know, that you can't look for a wolf. I think it's so important that you also are saying, but I'm still going to because it, here's the thing, like. 
when we talked about Peter, people were like, and I, and again, the other night with my friend at dinner, um, or at lunch the other day, my friend said, um, can I just ask you what, like what conversations you still need to have with him? Like she, and you know, which was like, why are you still doing this? Which is what a lot of people ask. Like why, if you know, this is what we, we ask women a lot of times. If you know, why are you still doing it? Why don't you just stop? (laughs) And I got like multiple people on say that to you, people who don't know you over Instagram. Like, could you please just stop doing that? Yeah. Thanks. Super helpful. Um, no, you can't just stop doing it. And we, and also here's the beauty. You don't have to just stop doing it just because right. like, no, that was power. That was, a, it was a, it was a, that was where my power came from Yes, is saying, I don't know. I don't want that yet. And I had this, this wonderful person like working with me and she's like, but can't you just see like that, that, that it, an owl could be so great. And I'm like, no, fuck owls. Fuck you. I don't want owl. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't want that. And you know, where I think I will arrive is like recognizing that there's like all these different parts in everybody and knowing what works for me and what doesn't, because I also have to like respect the animal that I'm with. (laughs) And I have, I know, like, I also need an animal that is as intelligent as a wolf. Maybe it's not a wolf, but that I, that I, you know, that has the things that I value and also like maybe don't have myself or whatever. It's just, it is it is helpful not to see like, oh my God, I never have to do that again. No, that was not my reaction. It was yeah. like a grief in a way of like, oh, okay. It, it's like even pre-grief. It's like, I'm not ready to give that up yet. I'm just that's not. Right. I don't want to do that. And, and here's fine. another thing too. If you're a wolf, does that mean you have to change being a wolf? Do you have to no. become an owl? Mm-mm. So why if you like but if you can be a wolf and not have to kill things why can't you find a wolf that doesn't have to kill things too I could I I I think that I can <laughs> <laughs> I just have to know what it means to be with another wolf Yeah I have to know that and I have to and I don't know if I am okay with that history has proven that that relationship that type of relationship is very difficult for me Yeah um but I can I don't know that that's true. Like, um, oh God, I just had this thought and then I, oh, 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 I know what it was. Okay. So we'll just say this. There's this guy that I saw, I have met or whatever. And I was like, I've been kind of obsessed, right? Um, from afar though, like it's not real. It's just like from afar. It's getting, it's like, oh, but I would say to you like, oh my God, that 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 thing right there and um and one of my friends was like Laura why she's like why would you want to date someone who is has been in is like had been so fucked up and in recovery like maybe they're not better maybe they never will be and I was like how could you say that because that's me (laughs) you know like (laughs) that someone say that about me and she's like oh that's such a good point I'm like no I love those people I want that I want someone who has been initiated in some way and all the better if they know this thing you know like they have walked this walk it's better for me I like that I'm not saying it has to be that way but I want someone who has been like initiated through something like has died. My mom, my <laughs> mom. Themselves. Yeah. My mom asked me this. Was it my mom? Somebody asked me the same. And I said, I would prefer to date somebody that, um, 
I would prefer to date somebody that had, you know, been down the hole pretty far. Um, I'm not worried. I'm less worried about, I am less worried about somebody that has a history and has recovered from it than I am with somebody that has never hit the wall with something. Um, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's, it was this, you know, and I have to say, like, I went into this type of work, if anyone's rolling their eyes, I went into this type of work, like, very, like, whatever, this, I like, I like teaching this type of thing, I like talking about it, but I don't know if it'll actually work on me, because I already know everything, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I can outsmart it, or whatever, and I could not outsmart this, I could not, and I, so I was humbled by it in a cool way. And I have to tell you, like, I cried. I, I cried a ton just, like, letting this stuff out. And it's, you know, with this understanding of what you're doing is is one thing. But to really, like, own it and own who I am, um, I think it goes along with everything you just talked about and sort of what this whole process is. Like, yeah, I have some really dark parts about me. I have the parts of me that I hated about my father um, and that are really difficult about him. Um, I have a lot of that. Uh, And I remember my ex saying, you're just like your dad. And it was like the worst thing he could ever say because I didn't want to be those things, but I am. And I am also all these other things, you know? Yeah, well, I don't think that, like, wholeness comes not from, um, you know, discarding any part of you. Wholeness comes from recognizing all that you are, right? The shadow and the light. And then, yes. and, and here's the better part with it, loving all of those things. Like, actually loving all of the parts of you um, and, yeah. and all that they serve, you know, like all of it, every last little bit of it, all of the things. Um, yeah. I mean, this is another episode that I want to do, but you know, a big theme in recovery and 12 step is, is, and this came to light for me. Um, I like, I knew I hated it, but I didn't know exactly why. And I, and I know now like this, um, character, character defects. defects yeah, and defe- <laughs> like you are a defective person and you need to have these things removed, removed. from you so that removed. if they show up <laughs> it's a bad thing and no. it's like no I I these parts of me will always be here and I honor that like I am a liar sometimes I am I am manipulative yeah. I am I have you know I I have hurt I am angry and mean I have all those things and there's a purpose for those things too and they exist and they're never going to be removed you know no and and you have to be like what you can't be with won't let you be so the more that you try and push them away and 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 literally like cut them out of you the more that you just simply allow them to run you from behind the scenes you have got to put a light on them and then also integrate them and love them totally Yeah. yeah it's it's huge. And it's like stuff that I like, I knew I had such resistance to that language. And I knew I had like, uh, but I didn't know why. And I also didn't know why it hurts so badly, you know, to other people to and, and why it hurts so badly to me to like, hear that over and over again. It's like, no, I don't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know what, you know, why and now I now I like under, I'm understanding why. Have so, you read the dark side of the light chasers yet? I thought you. Had, I have, but I. I it didn't still, like. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. It just okay. didn't like integrate for yeah, some reason. I get it. It's the same thing like you know, Rebecca we, and Meg. It's like this. I get it. I mm-hmm. totally get it. Yep. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, oh. because I've been going through this thing with this with this guy. My who's you know I've been circling around for a really 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 long time and 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 looking at that because that's what's happening in real time and looking at that and also my patterns and I was finally able to see like oh this is what is happening and this is what you're doing and this is why oh so good so yeah um I uh have I'm gonna like keep talking to the wolf and I looked at wolf tattoos and I never want one I have a wolf (laughs) tattoo I know, but yours doesn't look like the usual. Like it's actually a hyena. Tattoos. It's a hyena yeah, because they and didn't it doesn't know. Look like a wolf. No, yeah, it's no, it's a hyena because it was Italy and it was what they had taken from Africa. It was yeah. yeah so they call it a wolf, but it actually has a hyena tail and hyena ears. Um, yeah, but and whatever. It's not like wolf but, face. Anyway, it's not wolf so face. So that was my not short at all. Um, love. It's okay. Piece. It's great. It's good. <laughs> Um, love for me. Um, hmm, I don't know. Um, <laughs> what are you going to talk about this? <laughs> no, not about that. Um, okay. I okay. Give me a second here. I'm gonna. I'll take like about f- like three or four minutes. Like, let me get my head around this. Um, right. I am integrating angry um and also integrating um I'm still I'm I'm allowing myself to be angry and I'm allowing myself to stand up for myself I had a thing a couple weeks ago another go around with Peter cigarettes the last one everybody so don't fucking write me Peter and actually so this is good for all of you um no I had a go one last go around with him where he tried to like I mean he really did try and gaslight me he basically said yeah what's wrong yeah. with you don't don't like ugh. he sent me a totally disrespectful message and then he said don't don't contact me anymore when I called him on it and um I um and when that thing of don't don't talk to like leave me alone that whole like take your crazy go away, away crazy bitch I sat there for 10 minutes and I called my friend Danny and I was like, oh my God, like he thinks I'm crazy. And then I was like, no, hold on here. Hold on. And I had this moment, like this Fred Flintstone moment where I like literally slowed the fucking car down like with my feet and said, no, no, no. Like I get to actually, I like, he does not get to decide if I'm crazy. He doesn't get to decide anything about this. Like what that man thinks does not define who I am or how I'm acting by standing up for myself and by actually saying something is disrespectful and by actually requesting more out of something does not mean I'm crazy. And so I just like ended the thing with him, like by saying, I don't even remember what I said, but just basically like calling a woman crazy and telling her to go away is the oldest trick in the book. Like it is so fucking overplayed. And then I told him to leave me alone because actually he's the one that keeps on coming back to me and then dropped the mic, didn't read whatever fucking text message he sent back. And that was it. It was nice. Um, 
So yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. And I'm coming into this place where we get to be mad without being crazy. I'm so sick of that. Mm-hmm. Like, or, and we get to actually ask for what we want without being, I don't, I don't even know. Anyway. So yeah, so that's really been, that's been good. I started to date again. Um, I have been just like doing this thing and just like doing it as an observer, right? Like actually like an observer of my experience. I had like a really mm-hmm. great night last night and I, it was great because I stayed with myself and I kept on asking myself as I was going through this whole very weird thing. Um, that was awesome, but weird. Um, (laughs) I was, I kept on asking myself, um, is this violating me? Is this violating Mm -hmm. me? Is this violating me? And, um, every time I would answer that question, yes, I would adjust. Um, and I stayed with myself and it was, it was kind of fucking amazing. Um, isn't that amazing? I the whole time you were telling me that, I was truly, like, truly, like, like, fist to the sky, like, yes, yeah. Not just for you, but for, for all you, women for everywhere, sure. but for all the women <laughs> everywhere, because it was like it wasn't this like over um, dramatized scene. No, it was just like you saying no, mm-hmm. no, that's, no, that's not okay. That's not what I want. No, nope. no, no, nope. yeah. And it turned out great. And um, I mean, it's just this. It's that like same quote, like creating standards only scares away the people that aren't right for you. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is true. Like, and this is something that's really hard to remember because we have been taught to um, play the game, right? To be, you know, um, unavailable and to not you know, show our emotions and to not scare them away and to, you know, do all this stuff to man, to like handle the men and to create this alluring thing. Um, I read the rules. Did you ever read the rules? Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. Well, that's how, that's how I stayed with Andrew. I fucking played the rule. I did that thing. I read the rules and I used them and, and then, and it worked. (sighs) It worked except also I was dying and also it was a facade. Also you were dying. It wasn't, and and also it wasn't me. Can you, can we talk about how insane that book is? I'm sorry. Uh, How insane. That book is. Oh my God. I can't believe it exists. If you want to get your man, this is how how you you do it. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my but God. I read it. I, I think oh, I still I have a copy of it. You, you can't you can't do this and you can't do that. <laughs> and this if you do, this is how he's gonna see it. It was so bad. It was so, so bad. bad. And and, and, and if you follow it, then you'll get a ring. Oh my God. Anyway, oh so I know it says that. It actually says that. I don't know if you guys have read that or not. If like, just pick it up for the sake of like understanding what actually like society tells us to do as women. Um. So yeah. So I'm in this place of actually being like, like I am not gonna do anything, but actually sh- like show what I want. And if it scares off a guy, then he's not my guy. That's it. And they and this happened it's again. One thing I, to like know that though, and not and it's much a, it's a much different thing to actually do it and stay with yourself while you're doing it yeah well it takes practice I mean it does like it takes it takes a lot of practice because it's not just like you doing this personal thing it's you actually breaking out of the chains of a society of thousands of years of conditioning in in western not western culture but just in in our modern world in the last few thousand years this is what we've been taught to do as women um which is just bear it right do the thing like cover it up make it work 
you know, hold it. Um, and, and that there's something wrong with us when we are rejected or that when, when men, you know, like we've always carried the burden, we have carried the burden. Um, and so enough, I just, I don't care if I end up alone. I just, I'm, I'm really sick of feeling like I'm violating myself just to make, just to fucking go on a date or, or, you know, get laid. Um, whatever, anything, anything, any part of it. it. It's the leaving, it's the leaving of you all over and over and over again. It's the worst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, so, um, so yeah. So, love for me. It's like my heart is open. I, um, I'm feeling in my skin, and I'm just like I'm here. I've set my intention out there. Like I just want something nice. I want, I want something that feels good. I don't know what it has. I don't know what it's gonna look like. I don't like have any fucking story built around it. Um, <laughs> I just like know what I that I what I don't want. And I'm just I'm going, just going, just going. It's cool. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay. How's your sobriety going, sister? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me check. Um, <laughs> open my sobriety box. Look inside. Um, what does it look yeah, like? Yeah, this one's easy. I mean, I, my, I feel good. I feel really good. I, um, I'm going to be writing about sort of my, you know, deeper into this and sort of feelings about how I um, my relationship with AA and where that is today. Cause I know a lot of people kind of follow along with that. Um, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to get into it today just cause it, we don't have time. Um, and I think we both want to do a bigger thing about that, not just AA, but about labels and things like that. Um, I feel good. I mean, my sobriety is not, it is, uh, you know, I'm focusing on like elevating things, I guess. We're doing this 28 day no sugar thing, which I feel like is um, a next sort of step in my sobriety. Um, I feel like I'm getting emotionally sober. Um, I don't, I haven't thought about drinking in a really, really, really long time. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't have much more to say about it than that. It's good. It feels like the quality of my sobriety is good. I mean, emotionally, um, there's been, it's been rocky, rocky, rocky for the past few weeks, just because of all the stuff I explained, like I've been dragged through the rocks of, you know, my, my own shit and I'm seeing what I'm up to. Um, so there, the work is there, you know? For me. Yeah. And I'm really not looking forward to this sugar thing. Um, but I am, in a way. Sarah, so we'll say it. It's Sarah Roberts, um, 28 Yeah, day. we're doing yeah. Sarah Roberts' 28-Day Kick the Sugar Challenge. She is this wonderful woman. She wrote that book. It's relatively new. Check it out if you want. We will be doing this together, you and me and our dear um, Megan will be doing this. And Who's um, Megan? We're gonna, Megan is, how, how do you? How do you, what do you call Megan? 
besides um, the reason I'm, that, that I, everything the reason that I'm not in an insane asylum um <laughs> <laughs> that's why I call her Megan yeah. is my right hand woman she she works for me mm-hmm. um and I will be bringing her on full time yes so but great. she's like behind the scenes and now she works on home she's our admin on home and she's helping set yeah. up um some really exciting things that we'll be talking about so um but Megan Carrier she's yeah um femme fulfilled and she's on Instagram and she's yeah. awesome on Instagram yeah she is yeah, and in real life. So she's doing it with us. So we have all three of us are doing it, and we're going to have Sarah on in December and talk about what it was like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm You've done this before. I've oh, never yeah. done this. No sugar, sugar is not hard. Um, once you start, oh, once you. you. <laughs> well, I, here, hold on. <laughs> once you get it out of your system, um, once you get it out of your system, because sugar create like when you eat more sugar, like it's why I can't like eat like I, I can't eat like things like Swedish fish um, because I can't stop. Um, and so uh, it is it's one of those things that it's like alcohol. When you remove it, it doesn't create. Um, it doesn't create that perpetual craving for it. It doesn't leave your system and cause you looking for more. Um, but I've also done a lot of nutritional work to like support it. Um, just to be clear, like it's easy because I've been, I don't, I don't have sugar in my home. I have xylitol and stevia. Um, the only thing well, that and I, you also know what's on the other side. It's like when someone says, you know, sobriety is easy. Uh, or whatever. I don't know actually anyone who says no, that. No, it's but. actually never made me feel great not having sugar. Sugar is like, um, I've been through a big thing. I went through a huge thing with amino acid therapy. And that was when yeah. I was like, I was out of control with sugar. And then I did a lot of work because my body, I mean, out, here's the thing when it comes to alcohol, alcohol is sugar. It is mm-hmm. sugar and it is a mask and it also is a self-regulation thing. And when we remove alcohol from our system, a lot of women suffer with sugar addiction. And that's because yeah. our body is naturally trying to reach for the thing that is going to help us manipulate our blood sugar and, f- and, mm-hmm. and give us that hit. And so there is a lot of work to be done when you remove alcohol in terms of sugar. It is like everyone always is like, anybody else feeling this thing with Haribo anybody else (laughs) else I remember the first time and I truly didn't know the first time I intentionally tried to quit and I all of a sudden wanted like ice cream and Haribo and I was like I remember telling someone and they're like oh yeah that's totally what happens and it was like wait nobody told me this you know I didn't know no one tells you it I know it's a thing it's a thing I know and so no and I I, so I did a lot of work around it and so but I am saying um, I've never like been like oh my god like I've never I'm not one of those people I've cut dairy gluten and sugar out for very extended periods of time and I've never ever been like I felt so great but what I did experience was my body smells better I used to have um, hundreds of zits on my back my zits went away on my back Um, my skin cleared up and also I stopped craving it and also like I just ate better on the whole I also gained weight I gained weight when I eliminate these things just to yeah. be clear, because sugar for me, like I am a, I'm a, whatever they call it, pita, whatever, the fast one, I'm air, pita. and I run yeah. off of sugar and caffeine and all that stuff. I'm like, it's like, it's, it makes me skinny. Um, that's why in Italy I lose weight because all I eat is sugar and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it hurts my body to think of that. Like I would, I, it's, I don't know what I am. I think I'm a vata. I think you are for uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So um, let's talk about my sobriety and let's wrap this bitch up. All right. So yeah, yeah. Um, my sobriety is, I mean, 
Right. Same things. Not like, you know, don't think about alcohol. Last night I spilled, like I, we're trick-or-treating and everyone is drinking and I spilled my sister's drink. And she's like, you did that on purpose. And it was really funny because I didn't do it on purpose, but um, I would love to go and spill everyone's drinks. Um <laughs> No, I think like yeah. there's there's some there, there's important pieces here to talk about. Um, I am more vocal, like I'm more vocal about saying we should not, as a society, drink alcohol. I'm saying it more and more and more um, with no shame mm-hmm. and um, and kind of loving it, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and and not like you know, and also making a very big distinction between going up to somebody and saying, "Hi, you should not drink alcohol," rather <laughs> making the statement that enough is enough is enough. We had this thing happen with well and good. And you and I both reposted their cute, fucking idiotic mem meme that said, "Like, dear Friday, oh. dear, it's Friday, same time, same place, wine." And the love thing wine. was, love wine, whatever. And I like for me reading that and reading it on well plus good, and also knowing our demographic that most of the women that we work with do yoga, follow things like that, are looking for yep. the like nod from society to say it's totally cool. A health site is telling you to drink every Friday night and to blow your steam off with a you know fucking neurotoxin that kills you. Um, anyway, so I'm getting like a lot more. Oh, anyway, so we we said this is not right, and they ended up taking it down because about a hundred mm-hmm. of you guys commented on their thread and said unfollow. Yeah. Aiden Donnelly um, Rowley did it too, um, our girl, and so it was mm-hmm. just like it's it's actually not saying you shouldn't drink. It's saying like, hey, everybody, let's like collectively. Uh, look at the stop things. Stop being insane. Let's about stop this. being insane about this, and also let's collectively look at the things that um, that pr- that don't allow us to actually work on um, making a better society, right? Like removing all escapes. And I'm very vocal about yep. this one in particular. Um, and I'm just getting a little bit more bolder in saying that, not worrying about people like you know, what about those people that can just have one glass of wine a week? Those are not the fucking people I care about that I'm talking about. You know, like it's just right, you know. Right. Anyway, um, and those are not most people, by the way. Those are. <laughs> The, I have dozens of emails from women who are like, I don't drink that much or I don't drink that often, but this is what it feels like when I do. And am I an alcoholic? And, uh, and it's like, Ugh. fuck. No, there's okay. a lot. There's like uh, the numbers, the approximate numbers are um, 51 million uh, uh, Americans, Americans alone, 51 million Americans um, have uh, a uh, disordered relationship with alcohol. That's just so everybody. One billion. Million, not billion. Did you say billion? Million. million. I know. I said million. I'm all, that's like, more that's pe- a stupid number. I don't even know what that number means. It's massive. It means um, it means uh, if you lined up, if you put 10 people in a room, then three of them have an abusive relationship with alcohol. Um, that's what it means. Three and 10. Yeah, because um, it's 70% of people drink. Not everyone drinks. You have to remember that. Yeah. Um, so of, But yeah. if, you, if you lined up the drinkers, it would be even more. Um, if you lined up the drinkers, one in three has an abusive relationship with it. Um, so yeah. All right. So, and that's, you know, anyway, so whatever. That is one thing. <laughs> Are you going to go do yoga or something? I hope. I meditated for half an hour before this. Fuck you. I, uh, I will. I missed my yoga class because our hour long now hour and 22 minute episode. Um, I know I'm about to be late to pick up my kids. So I okay. Go. I'm wrapping it. I'm wrapping it. Hold on. All right. So my sobriety is going great in that I, I, for me, it's a matter of like, I am getting more in tune with what my body is asking for. Like even more this whole like feminine thing. Um, Like I'm Mm -hmm. actually listening to 
hey, that's enough coffee. I'm listening to, hey, eat this instead of that. After yoga, I've been going and getting juice instead of coffee, which is crazy for me. And it's because I'm taking that moment to say, what is going to, how is this going to make me feel? Um, and so for me, that's sobriety. That is actually not yeah. using anything, like, like giving your body what it's asking for. Um, and instead of forcing your body something that your, your, you know, your mind or your, you know, your, your out of whack system is telling you it needs. And so it's like yeah. really like overriding the urge to do the thing and having like the, the, you know the ability to get in touch with that is that's what's, it I mean, what's that's, good that's it mm-hmm. yeah so i'm healthier and i'm louder anyway. louder yeah. yeah okay well i mean that's it from here that's it for here too <sighs> love you let's breathe heavily into the microphone all right i love you too <laughs> don't bye. it's so bad bye bye we're hanging up. Oh no. Okay. Um, I mean, I do need to go. We'll give him a few minutes of hey. Hey, girl. How is that? How are you